0: That's our new intro song right there. The wine being poured perfectly into our glass by Triborn. Try, what kind of wine do we have for our last fan question episode of the year?
1: Well, you know, we gotta celebrate the year with a little bit of CSUN, a 2020
0: California Chinois <laughs> Noir. It's perfect. With a twist off that. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I don't think I've ever sat in this seat before. You've never blue couched it? No. I've never blue-couched it ever since Rosie yeah, swept cheers. through. Yeah, because you knew that Rosie's butt sweat was on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm, like, looking at the audio levels, making sure I'm not screaming at everyone. I think this is good. Yeah, you got a loud voice. Yeah. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Good year. Another year in the books. Another year in the books. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm leaving for... Um, we always do like kind of a winter Yosemite trip. Mm-hmm. So I leave on Thursday. Well, by the time so this comes out, Are you gonna yeah. camp? No, 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 no. Oh. We so we camped last December, and we woke up and it was snowing. We had like a couple inches of snow around our tent. Oh. and we swore off cold weather camping after oh. that. Also. Delaney's pregnant. So. And, yeah, and Delaney. Well, that wouldn't that wouldn't hold her back. It's like she's still trying to charge. Charging. Yeah, because we're still like going to do like all the hikes we like to do and stuff. But it's an excuse
1: to spoil for her to spoil yeah, exactly. herself. Though. Yeah. Like,
0: so we buy we, me a cabin. Charlie. Yeah, so we we got a cabin, um, and we got a, a fun crew. We got because we always try to take a bunch of people. Sick. And so we like two years ago it was like me D. Sponsel, Clays, Jordan, mm-hmm. Katie Spieler, and my older brother always comes. Nice. And so this year we got Therese Cannon, she's never been. Taking her Miles Partain's joining. Wow. Uh, Father Mesco, he's coming. Oh what a crew. Yeah. And I think uh Cammy Manuel might be a light ad. Okay. So legit. Yeah. So we and we always like it's our favorite place in the world, so we just get a kick out of Heck showing yeah. people around.
1: I know, I still haven't actually been into Yosemite Park as much times as I've been up there. That's crazy,
0: especially for how much you love nature, too.
1: Well, I just, if I'm going up there, I'm going to go to my sister's, which is one pass yeah. over, and it's very nice as yeah. well. So yeah. I just don't go but I wanted to.
0: Yeah. And you, well, we'll get you out there. We'll have, yeah. a, we'll have to do like a Sandcast retreat.
1: Maybe when it's a little warmer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so good with the... I don't think the camera Yeah, can yeah see what are these <laughs>
1: called? My mother-in-law gave me, the everyone in the family, these... uh <laughs> What what would you call these? Uh, like moccasins? I don't know I, what that is. But I have
0: I have moccasins. I feel like that's a proper name. They're not. They're not moccasins. They look cozy. What does it say on the bottom? Bombas. bombas. You Got a Bombus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm ready to go to Hawaii. To be honest. Yeah. I was just out there, and I uh, just came back basically to get Naya, and. Uh, it was a mileage trip, but yeah, man, uh, I'm built for the warmth for yeah. sure. We I came you. back
0: and I have just been like,
1: "What the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
0: this sucks." <laughs> and for our listeners who are not in California, who think we're being babies? It's it is cold here. I mean, it's in the like low 40s when I wake up. It's it's chilly. Yeah, that's cool. So we got to do a double sandcast retreat. We got to do like a winter Hawaii. Oh, there we go. Yeah, And then exactly. a little winter training camp out there in Hawaii, and then we can do kind of like a mid-season break in, yeah. in Yosemite. Just that works. Less hiking for you. Not a not a training Yosemite. <laughs> not a training Yosemite trip.
1: Daytime hiking, I can do it. Yeah. It'll be manageable.
0: Yeah. I'm in. I <laughs> need a fireplace. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we can do that. Me and fire get along well. Well, normally, one, normally we have Savvy to ask the questions. Savvy is on an SOB trip. Mm. SOB. uh, And so she loves those things south of the border. Yeah. It's a lot of vacations. Sounds great. I actually want to do a Sandcast. A couple people have been asking
1: for it. We just need a property. Yeah. I can make it happen. Well, we're working on it, people. We're working on it. It's going to be expensive, though.
0: <laughs> it would be fun. We could do like a live fan Q&A. For sure. At the Sandcast camp.
1: For sure. We'd bring some other pros out. Yeah. Just full volley vacation. There's some North Shore properties with volleyball courts that are just insane. Really? Yeah. Could be fun. We could scoop. We'll see. We'll see. I just need to buy a property. (laughs) We're getting there.
0: That's next after. Yeah, I
1: just need, like, I just need, I don't know, $2 million. That's it. We're getting there.
0: (laughs) volley The volley world. Yeah. (laughs) Well, normally we spend a lot of time kind of the first half hour horsing around, but we have, we had so many good fan questions. Oh, let's dive in. Like, we've had an abundance of them on all of them. We we get more Mm. every time we ask for them. Yeah. Because our, I think... Three of our top 10 this year most downloaded are fan questions, and I think four of our top 10 all time
1: are oh, fan questions. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah, so, and I, I didn't even ask this time because you usually yeah. get so many. It's yeah. like, well, here's the other 50 that we yeah. add in. So if your question's not being answered, uh, you just know that you're just competing with probably another <laughs> 100 questions.
0: Yeah, and so well, uh, I tried to order them in like a reasonable order to, to chat. Um, so our first one, and from good friend Kelly Reeves, Delaney's, par- that Kelly's Delaney's sending partner this season. She sent like <laughs> five. It was great. Love it. Um, and uh, I like this one, and it's kind of a, a good way to, for us to like, get into it, sort of like recap in the year. If you had to summarize your season in one word or phrase, what would it be? Hmm. I
1: don't think we've had a guest on the show ask a fan question before.
0: I think uh, it's it's funny. uh, We we should we've never had like an in person one. I thought that's what you meant. But yeah, we've never had like one of our own.
1: Yeah, that's yeah yeah yeah. Um, Sum up the year in one word.
0: Uh, Or phrase.
1: Roller coaster.
0: Roller coaster. I like that. (laughs) Any explanation? for you?
1: Oh, I mean, I thought it was just one word
0: or one <laughs> phrase. Well, you can do a <laughs> roller coaster. And, it but it then, was like, hyphen, you know. But then we get the, uh, what's the definition of that roller coaster of the year?
1: Um, well, we just kind of shit the bed on the world tour a little bit. Partially just due to lack of wanting to be there and energy and, you know, there's, the energy just wasn't there and we had to dedicate ourselves to the AVP. Early in the year, like yes, I mean literally, this is my first year since twenty fourteen, basically in my whole career that I was not playing in Olympic qualifying because I had missed those other two yeah, years, which is nuts. So yeah, for we we, I personally, and I think it was a little bit of a mistake. I was like, all right, we can finally just say screw world tour. Like obviously we're gonna play and go hard and whatnot. But, like, we can play all the AVPs and, like, have fun and, like, really go for that. And that's what we did. And look (laughs) at the results. Like, we didn't perform all that well internationally. Obviously, we got COVID uh, in the ninth place match in um, world champs. And there's, you know, little stuff here and there. Everyone's got little excuses. But for the most part, yeah, we just didn't perform all that well. We didn't have a coach. We lost our coach at the beginning of the season. But um, you kind of get what you ask for which is why this year I'm being more careful about what yeah. words I use, uh, in terms of like setting intentions for our team.
0: Yeah. But you ended, ended on, I would say if it was a roller coaster, you you ended back on top.
1: Yeah. I think that's something I take pride in. Uh, me and Hayden always, we were talking about actually, we always ended seasons well. Yeah. And I think it, A lot of it comes down at least he like credits it to to work ethic and stuff you know teams get worse throughout the year and their bodies dwindle and like uh, it just becomes harder and harder whereas we kind of were always like pressing pressing and like sprint through the finish kind of thing which is why it was really cool for me to play with Hayden in this last which what could be his last event looks like he'll come and play one or so next year but It was kind of his last legit event where he's, like, really going for the finals. Not to say he won't next year, but I was like, okay, John Hyden, with how he's done his whole career, he deserves to sprint through the finish Mm -hmm. and, like, just go for it. And so that's why I wanted. I really wanted to at least make the finals.
0: Yeah. And um,
1: getting the win would have been epic. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It would have been epic. But, I mean, the fact that it was, like, Taylor and Phil. Yeah.
0: And a great final.
1: It was a good final. Yeah. Both those matches were really good. Yeah. Really close. We just, um, it was just like, yeah, after 18, they kind of pulled away. Well, yeah. I guess we went to overtime in, like, two of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, your quarterfinal was, like, 27-25, 22-20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a great match.
1: It was. Good ball.
0: Yeah. it. Uh, I feel like Hayden's unbelievable because with athletes who stick around as long as he does, like, you'll get, like... You know a jerry rice playing with like the raiders right Right. and right. you get like you just see them become very mortal and right, flawed right, right. And, and they just start to they start to be like bad versions of well themselves. that's why he
1: was so pissed with his result in yeah. chicago i talked to him about it and he's like i just knew that i can still win and i didn't want to yeah. go out like i put in the work i wanted yeah. to prove it to myself and everybody that i still got it and i yeah. didn't want to go out on that last place in chicago so it meant a lot for me to take the call and, like, actually put in work and prep and and go for it with him. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, I was setting him. I didn't feel like I was setting a 50-year-old. I was like, Yeah, this guy's just siding out. Like, he got majority of the serves, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: It was fun for me because I got to um, kind of change up my attacking style and yeah. do a little bit options, a few jump sets here and there, just to, like yeah. – get the feel for that once more because i haven't been able to do it in a long time and then also just remember the certain things that worked really well for us oh yeah i remember the feel of playing with Haydn and how it's different and hopefully trev's down to apply some things here and there that i've that i remember and learn. um it's just like a flow with Haydn; like you feel each other a lot yeah and you change based on how you feel and like how loud you are and like it, it was fun. It was yeah. cool.
0: And that's, what, I mean, playing you guys, it's like, damn, you guys picked this up fast. Yeah. Just how, like, whenever, if Jam were to serve Hayden sort of in the seam, I mean, you were instantly at the pin, mm. and he was, like, shoveling yeah. it over to you, and then Hayden's sprinting this way, yeah. and like, oh, God. <laughs> like, where do I go?
1: Yep. <laughs> no, totally. That
0: didn't take long.
1: It was just a lot. Yeah. It, it really was weird, because I, right away... Just kind of like remembered how it felt. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the feel. Go here, I go there. First practice, it was yeah. just like, booya,
0: Yeah. It worked. Yeah. It and it worked. was it was cool because I love Haydn. And it was cool just like getting dinner with you guys before. Yeah. um, And just like chatting with him and then playing against him. Cause like it's cool to see him after such a brilliant career and he didn't have the year that he wanted. Right. To end the season like on such a cool note. Right. And I don't, maybe that's the last tournament he plays, maybe not. Right. But either way, like he's 50. He's still got it. Exactly. (laughs) It's It's
1: insane. He's going to come this far. Like it's not just to like, it, it just shows that he came this far like eight, years <clears throat> eight years longer than he needed to to like prove that he could play at an yeah. older age and just to like say he played at 50 it yeah. wasn't that it was like no like i still got to at it. 50 yeah watch how watch how i can prepare my body and and the game and my game and my arm and everything so he got to prove that and it wasn't like
0: i came all this way just to like
1: play at 50 no it was like I can ball. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so if it was a if it was a roller coaster for you and and I, I mean obviously I had the questions before, so I had I got to like think about a couple of them, and for me I would say that this year was sort of uh, kind of pure, in a way, because mm. it was this year was so different. You know, everybody knows that Delaney's pregnant now, um, but she when she was pregnant for the first time and she let people know on Instagram because it was like a year like, a week ago, mm. that she had a miscarriage at, like, 10 or 11 weeks. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, unplanned. We found out the day after me and Tim beat Billy and Andy in the country quota for uh. Itapema. And I came home from recording an episode here, actually. I don't know where you were. You might have been in Hawaii. But it was me and Savvy and Therese. And so I walked back home, walk in the door, and Delaney's, like, sobbing on the couch. Like, I thought someone died. Oh, and she was like, I'm pregnant. I was like, all right, well, that's better than someone dying. Right. <laughs> so she took, like, I was like, well, let's take a couple tests. She took two more tests, and I was like, all right, let me make sure these are legitimate. So right. I took one just to make sure yeah. that I wasn't pregnant. You took one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, we weren't, like, ready. and Like, that was the moment I was like, all right, I might have to, like, stop playing. Because uh, the right. fall and winter is always a weird financial time right. for me because, like, all my contracts are through the beach season. Oh Yeah, totally. And so I was like well, I'm not making any money. We're going to have a kid. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll go to Brazil with Tim, and then I'll like figure out a job. Uh-huh. Um, but Dee was like, I mean, she was freaking out. because She's like, I'm not done playing. I just signed this contract to coach a pep. And she was freaking out. And she hadn't really like embraced it until she went over Zana's house. And she was like expecting Zana to like cry it out with her and kind of be a sob fest. And Zana's like, you're having a baby. Right. And she was stoked on it. And that, like, shifted Delaney's perspective on the whole thing. Right. And she comes home. She's like, like I want to be a mom. Right. She, like, totally bought in. And uh-huh. so we're like, all right, well, let's just get ready to be parents. We right. didn't really tell anyone. So, like, last Christmas, we had, like, a little baby stocking, like, next uh-huh. to the tree and everything. And then she ended up uh, having a miscarriage. Um, ended up, like, she was healthy and, and all right. But that, like, totally shifted both of our perspectives on volleyball. So I was like, all right, well, we both know that we want to be parents now. Right. And so I came into this season knowing that this, with, like, sort of a sense of finality, that this is, like, the last year I'm just going to be like, all right, Cody Caldwell, you want to go to Cape Town in four days? Right, right, yeah, right. sure, right. let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've always, like, I think, obviously, my career as a player is different than yours, where mm-hmm. I'm not providing for my family right. via my successes in tournaments. Right. And so I was like, I'm just going to play whatever I want, whenever I want, like, I'm not going to play for points. Go for it. I'm not going to play for whatever. It's just, like, if I want to go to Switzerland with Jake McNeil, I'm going to do that because I don't right. know if I'm going to be able to do that again. Right, right, um, And so I just played, like, whatever. Mm, and I just played, like, for Beach's sake. How did you feel you performed? And it was funny because, like, the moment that I was sort of, like, let go of a lot of the, like, extrinsic stuff that comes yeah. with it, when I'm like, oh, we need points, we need prize money, we need this. Yeah. Like, I played, like, the best I've ever played mm-hmm. by a long shot. Hmm it was cool because I was playing with, with JM, who approaches it so similar, where he's never, like, as soon as you lose with JM, he's like, oh, all right, yeah. man, like, let's go get a beer. <laughs> yeah. like And he is never bothered. He just loves playing beach volleyball. Right. And he's not trying to, like, climb the ladder. He's not trying to go to the Olympics. Yeah. He doesn't care about getting on a stipend or whatever. He just, right. like, he just plays. Right. And so we both had that same mindset. It's such
1: a unique sport that, that that's possible, first yeah. of all, and that it's also fully blended in with the professional. Yeah. Like full time professionals. Yeah. It's so
0: interesting. It it was it was crazy how good we played, but I mean it really it did take the sting out of losing mm. a lot. Like we lost in Australia and I was like pissed about it for like an hour and I was right. like, all oh, right, well let's, I'm here for six days, let's go surfing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went surfing, yeah. you know
1: <laughs> I mean that's the beauty of <laughs>
0: of beach volleyball
1: as well, right? Is like Yeah. The experiences you get are insane because it's global, yeah. and yeah, you lose. You end up the the more you lose, the more you see. Yeah, in the world, the more yeah. you explore.
0: Yeah, and it's you know, and if I were, it's so tough because when you do lose, you don't want to be a tourist. You I almost feel guilty about it, right. about being a tourist because like that's not what I'm here to do. Right, hundred um, percent. But towards the end of the year, like, when I knew, especially after everyone found out that Dee was pregnant, like, yeah, I'm going to go, like, hike around national parks in Cape Town and For do whatever. Sure. And, yeah. And it's not that, like, I'm definitely not going to stop playing, but I'll just be a little more selective, yeah. I think, with the finances. It was funny, after Cape Town and everyone found out, like, you and Trevor were both like, maybe it's time to stop taking $2,000 trips to Cape Town when you know you're going to lose money. I was like, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've known this since the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, it was fun to play a year like that where I was just like, screw it, like, yeah. And and that also went towards like sitting out tournaments that I didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. Like there was an AVP next in San Antonio that was a qualifier for New Orleans. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to go to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play. So I went to New Orleans with D and golfed instead. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: that was definitely the call. And whoa, it's unique. You've created a unique situation where you Very. where you can do that. Yeah. And you can still make your main living off the sport which is writing for it.
0: Yeah. And it was pretty rad. And it was cool, like, you know, learning a new skill set with commentating. And that's something that's been a blast. I've loved that.
1: I know. I'm I actually love it too, to be honest. Like I wouldn't mind getting back into it. I'm just so it's like I either have my main focus or I don't, you know? Yeah. I can't really dabble in all these different things and fully focus on just Trying to be the best at volleyball as well. Yeah. So, and you have that enough, stuff like, will come.
0: Yeah. The podcast
1: is at my house, so it's, yeah. this is pretty great for me.
0: And I've found that doing the podcast is actually great training for commentating. Yeah. oh 100 percent. Because like none of our podcasts, we're never scripted. Yeah, exactly. We go in and you just sort of figure out stuff on the fly and commentating you can't script anything that like, you don't know what's gonna happen. So you just sort of figure it out as you go.
1: Yeah. It's like um I mean it's like any performing in anything I've found is just learning how to be neutral minded. Yeah. It's it's just comes down to like mindfulness really. And yeah. just being neutral. Yeah. And aware. And then you're able to take in information and <clears throat> and then neutrally.
0: Give it back out, but when you're like in your head on
1: for anything, yeah, you're done.
0: Yeah, so I've i found that the podcast is like the single best training I could have done for commentating yeah. as someone with a print journalism background. I mean, it's also like a a
1: broadcasting resume, right? Yeah. Like who are they going to hire the guy who has five <laughs> years of podcasting or
0: yeah. none exactly yeah? So those are our years in a word, Kel. There you go, roller Kel. coaster and pure. <laughs> uh, but Kelly does have the next question which I thought was fun she asked five we're only picking two from Kelly uh, the most unexpected tournament that you found surprisingly fun unexpected uh,
1: I mean I guess Florida the last one for me last one definitely unexpected and wasn't like looking <laughs> forward to it that was great in the middle of Florida swamps <laughs> yeah but I had a great time because we brought the family and Haydn's family was there. and um, I was able to really like be free and play a different style of volleyball and kind of yeah. like test things out. Um, so that was fun. And, and the venue, like the sand itself and the sand pit and whatnot was, was enjoyable and easy.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, gosh, there's there was a lot of ones that were really fun. I think uh, I'd go with Denver. Huh. Denver was cool. It um. I always wanted to play there. Denver was packed. Also, yeah. like fans showed up for that place. There's a, a good because that's where so the um the south of the border volley vacations. That's like the hub. Okay. And so you have all these sob fans out there who have been starved of volleyball. There I, there hadn't been an AVP there in like twenty years. Right. And so and Phil showed up as well, mm. which helped a lot. With Sutton. With Sutton, yeah. Mm. And so Denver was awesome. There's a lot of people there. The site was really cool. Me and Delaney stayed at uh, this girl, Allie Longo's place. Do yeah. you know Allie?
1: She went to Hawaii, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She played with she's good friends with Hark. I don't Tom. know her, but yeah. Um, so that was super fun. Did a little top golf. And we got fifth, which is sweet. Love that. Beat Andy and Miles. It was the first time we beat the one seed this year. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that was good. Miles Evans? Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. There you go, guy. So it was that was fun. Yeah, that was fifth. That qualified us for Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and that was JM's first uh main draw was Fort Lauderdale. Oh, so really? It was uh that was a we cool play one. you
1: the first match? Too? Yeah,
0: Fort Lauderdale. You should have taken a set off us. Should have yeah, we should have done that twice.
1: Well, you know, I like to dangle <laughs> that carrot a little bit.
0: You are the carrot hey, Go, kid. You see this? you want it? 18-14. you want it? Sorry. <laughs> 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 We're going to take a quick break from the show, not just any break. This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. And all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So not just keeping us hydrated, they're helping out the environment too try. That's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through
1: the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waiakea donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waiakea.com to receive 20% off your order You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically,
0: live aloha at waikea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board, and we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's Sandcast-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code Sandcast-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. You can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and Tri started working with them. It's basically a multivitamin, the best multivitamin on the block. It's cheap. It's less than $3 a day, which might sound expensive, but if you're investing in your health, it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit. It's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you. All right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it, Michael Gervais promoting it, Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast and we're promoting it and we stand by it. Me and Tri, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Tri's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves, athletic green. And you can feel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't, that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Kent, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best... I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had St. John Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovlin, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. All right, so moving on, we have uh, the the hot topic always is um, partnerships. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants to predict new teams for next season, who's partnering up for Paris. Um, so we'll start with you. You and Trev locked in?
1: It looks like it as of now. I don't think there's any um, partner changes on the Except for,
0: uh, men's Chase, side,
1: really. Chase and Reed?
0: I don't well, know if that's like that's a locked
1: like a, deal, but seems like a random thing because Reed didn't even play for the whole season.
0: Yeah, I don't know what his international points will look like, but his AVPs were frozen. No, yeah, whatever. So,
1: um, sure. I I didn't see that. Think of that as like a full yeah, time. And then what's so Troy? I guess would be interesting. And then um, Partain and Benesh, they have they're already a team, but they haven't played AVP together. So they'll be yeah. a team on the A V P and they'll be really good. Um, I think the other teams are sticking together. It's just Troy and Buttinger where we kinda everyone kinda thought they were gonna break up.
0: Yeah. And then so Troy's a floater. Miles Evans is kind of a floater. Miles Paul Miles. Lottman's like a power player floater right now. He's like third in the US.
1: Oh, for points, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: He flew up there.
1: Well, oh, yeah. That's just the nature of the system. Yeah. Um,
0: and I can't think of any anyone else who's like a a top tier talent who's sort of floating for the men. Mm. The women, it seems like Betsy and Julia Sculls are pretty locked in. Uh, Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes are obviously pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't lost a set in three tournaments. Really? Yeah, they won. So they won the Huntington Tour Series, which everyone expected, um, and they. They won by an average of 21 to 12. That was their average set score. Oh. Then they go to Tor- Torquay, Australia, win the Challenger by an average set score of 21 to 12. What? And then they won the Elite 16 without dropping a set.
1: Was there any teams at the Elite 16?
0: Maria Fe, we'll Artacho, and Taliqua played. Did they, they beat them um, at the head? Didn't play them. So Betsy and Julia actually beat Maria Faye and Taliqua. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. They're going to be good. I think... That's Julie?
1: No. Or, I, I think they'll be Kelly good as Sarah. well. Kelly and Sarah just seem like the right. They got their mojo back. Yeah. They they know they have experience now. They're kind of veterans now. Uh Sarah has enough of like fire based on like A lot. how the last uh quad went for her. She's with Mikel. I saw her today actually. Nice. She's still working out hard. Always. Um, she's a beast. Yeah, I mean, sh- right now would be the time to take time off, and she's not, so that says a lot right there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that it's looking like April's not going to be a part of it. Yeah, Climbing, I, I haven't
0: talked to either of them.
1: Yeah, this is not official, but but my <laughs> vi- my vibe, if I had to guess, I'd say yeah, April is going to take. I would guess she takes another. I think she'll get the bug and, and want to play AVP next year. Okay. And she'll play AVP for a few years. That's, yeah. That would be my guess. This is not coming from her, by the way. Yeah. Climbing, I don't know, because they were out practicing. These yeah. girls are practicing.
0: Yeah, USA. But just getting reps, I think. I don't know. Might just be staying in shape. It's funny because, like, Delaney, <laughs> she'll get out and pepper it's like, beach volleyball is just great exercise. He <laughs> just looks at it as exercise now. <laughs> so maybe that's how April and
1: Alex are looking at it. Yeah, or just in, in, until they make their official decision, don't go too far down the slide of, yeah. like where it's too hard to get back. Yeah. Especially at, like, April's, like, 38.
0: Might be, uh, she might is she forty? Maybe she's close. Thirty nine, yeah. maybe? Somewhere between that thirty eight and forty range.
1: So that's tough for anyone, male or for, more so female, I feel like. Yeah. At that age to yeah. really like get your keep your body where it needs to be. Um so
0: yeah. Yeah. What so I don't know. I mean the women Sponsal. I think yeah, Sponsel and Therese seem pretty locked in. Yeah. Um But I think that I think Kelly and Sarah Chang and Hughes, that is. They're so confusing because there was a Kelly Kalinske and a Sarah Hughes. Now it's Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes. Chang and Hughes. Um, oh, that's actually. Who's
1: Kalinske with? That's,
0: a, that's the floater for the women, I guess. She's
1: not dialed in yet?
0: No, I don't think so. She's just getting back from knee surgery. Oh, um, right, yeah. And then so she's a floater. She works
1: hard. I think she'll be fine yeah. after knee surgery. Zana's a floater. Zana Kalinske, maybe.
0: I, I think I would like that team. Huh. That'd, be, that'd be a good defensive team.
1: Yeah, I feel like Zana likes a big, behind a big solid block with with how athletic she is. Yeah. That could be good for her.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, I'd put Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes as a top three team in the world. Um, And maybe I'm caught up in the reunion hype, but I'd put like.
1: Reunion hype and uh, the. Crushing. Well, and the worst tournaments of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But it's it's a not played.
1: They probably haven't played a top 15 team in the world yet.
0: Probably not, honestly.
1: Which I I don't want to downplay them because I am on on the train, but it's hard to say when you you haven't really competed against the best yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just – I'm leading the – I'm like conducting the hype train. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, Lottman's (laughs) our guy.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's any real major partnership shifts aside from that one. Not too much
1: juice for you guys right now. Sorry.
0: Sorry about that. Although, Joe Meserve. Uh, did ask if Kerry's making an Olympic run, if so, possible partners. And carrie has been getting after it with yeah. Logan Tom. Really? Yeah. They've been uh, on it's 8th Street with uh, Arthur Carvalho. And so, Arthur. I don't know what – I mean, Logan obviously has no points. I don't know if Carrie would have been able to freeze whatever points she had. Are we talking if,
1: international? Because she can play AVP now if she just –
0: Maybe. I mean, it's, it's still the same AVP guys except for Donald. What, Al? Yeah,
1: I was just gonna be salty still. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't, but I think Bally's probably makes the call there, and they're like, "Oh, it, so you have a little scuffle with her, and you don't want you yeah. don't want the goat of beach volleyball to play? No, yeah. she's gonna go ahead and play."
0: I think it would be very wise, if <laughs> Bally's, to let Carrie back exactly. if she wants to.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's probably more in Carrie's uh, box. Yeah, internationally, though, with I mean, with this system. Play three events, boom, you're back.
0: And you know she could get a wild card.
1: Oh, she can get wild (laughs) cards. And then Logan Tom, I mean, I have no idea. I know she used to play. She dabbled a bit, and she's like one of the greatest indoor players we've ever had. Yeah. So I really can't speak on how well they would do. And you're foolish to ever doubt Carrie Wallace Jennings uh, in beach volleyball. But my initial thought is, eh, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. It, um... If if they do go for it, it'll be fun to follow.
1: Right. It's, for sure. That's, <laughs> we'll talk about it.
0: From an entertainment standpoint, yeah. I will enjoy following it.
1: Yeah. Why not? I mean, Carrie was so close. She had the spot. Yes. Last Olympics. We all forget that. She had the spot and sponsor and Clays charged. Stole it. Yeah. Like went nuts to take it.
0: They had to do something completely unprecedented.
1: Yeah. To win that. And they did. Yeah. Twice.
0: I don't think they'd ever... They'd never won. Yeah. And they'd never... I don't know the last time they podiumed prior to Sochi and Ostrava, and then they won back-to-back.
1: And then broke up. (laughs) And
0: then broke up. Yeah. But... Crazy. Crazy. It's beach volleyball. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to our next hot topic, uh, the AVP season-ending awards and just other AVP questions. So a bunch of people want to know who... Our picks would have been for like MVP, <laughs> offensive player, minority in their Volleyball <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> the Volleyball Mag Committee, of me committee. With, uh, with a very light edit of Lee Fine's walk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, first of all, this whole ballot thing, I think a lot of people are getting confused. Like, AVP put out, uh, or sorry, Bally's put out a ballot because they wanted to see what the fans' choices yeah. were, right. And the, and it seemed really weird because there was players like Phil who should be on it yeah. that wasn't on it and other players who probably aren't going to get any votes yeah. that were. That wasn't the actual voting for the awards. The AVP sent out a voting about a month ago to the players that doesn't count Phoenix with, with some statistics attached. It's not supposed to count Phoenix, obviously didn't count Central Florida. So now all the fans are looking at it like, what? Phil won three events with yeah. three different guys. So he had only won two when the voting was done. I don't really know why they did it before the season was over. Yeah. But they did. Um, so just know that the Bally's bet ballot situation that everyone's freaking out about on social is yeah. not where the actual voting for the awards came. The award voting has come from the players.
0: I wonder if they'll do two. Like, right now they're releasing the player votes on Instagram. I wonder if they'll do sort of the fan. Yeah, I mean, the player
1: votes are are the official awards. I think one of them's got to be the official. Yeah. Right? You would think.
0: And that's the one that... Hey, listen. That's what matters. I got
1: some bonuses tied in, so if we want to (laughs) do three... I already, do I get bonuses for the volleyball mag voting?
0: Heck, yeah, you do.
1: If so, then I'm going to talk to you ev- before year. every uh, before every end of the season. Hey, bro, I'll give you a little cut 10%, here. Give me a- <laughs> 10%. <laughs> I know I'm close here. Maybe I'm second, but give me a little bump in, and, and I'll give you 10%. No, uh, um, yeah.
0: Um, I think uh, I just want to know who put the ballot together. For the Bally's thing. I think
1: someone at Bally's did it. Like, that's why they didn't watch the, the season.
0: <laughs> like, Phil's not on the MVP list. Paul Lottman's on the MVP thing, which is fine, but he wasn't the MVP of his own team.
1: Right. Like well, your MVP of the whole season <laughs> is Miles Partain. He
0: wasn't on the list. And best, like, Phil wasn't on any of it, and that's actually one of the questions from um, before Zod was wondering, like, no nominations for Phil. Like, it seems like a slap in the face. I'm wondering if Bally's... Or whoever put the ballot together was like trying to give Phil a little ding for playing with Sutton. Maybe because I did consider that for the volleyball well, Mag ones. Okay,
1: well let's let's talk. Uh, we're talking about MVP here.
0: Any Phil wasn't on any of them. Oh really? He oh, was gosh. on none of the ballets.
1: Yeah. Well, that's pit, just like silly. <laughs>
0: it's insane. Because
1: hitting percentage, he was probably he's always at the top so or like near the top
0: f- for athletes who played. Every, like every, pretty much every main draw event, mm-hmm. Chase Buttinger was number one in hitting percentage. Was mm-hmm. not on the list for best offensive player.
1: Yeah, right. So the, so it's, this, it's ridiculous. The Bally's thing is just not, <laughs> just not legit. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was looking at it's like, what is going on?
1: Yeah. The statistics is are, because I looked at the, what AVP sent us, and then I compared it to what BV was on BVB, and they were yeah. different. Really? So I was trying to vote. MVP based off of two different statistics. I was like, Wait, where did what? BVB
0: get the stats of I would think that don't BVB would have pulled it straight well, from Well, maybe there.
1: they grabbed them yeah. earlier. Oh no, you know what probably happened I'm just realizing. Maybe the AVP didn't include Phoenix in it and BVB
0: did. Okay.
1: Because they already knew yeah, that, that Phoenix shouldn't be a part of it cuz all the players didn't play in it. <laughs> right. Okay, so there we go. Mystery solved maybe, I hope. <laughs> I hope there's <laughs> l- logic to it. Um But MVP, that's something where it's tough because you really have to have a clear definition of what an MVP is. Yeah. Like they should have given a, everyone's just going to give their own version of it. Like you have a a very different version than other people, whatever. So it's like NBA, who's the MVP? Like, is LeBron really only a 3-time MVP? He went to the finals 9 times in a right. row. Like clearly he's the most valuable right. player over that span, you know. Yeah. He went like 10 years in a row or something to the finals. It's
0: insane. It's crazy.
1: But his it, they end up giving it to the guy who has the most points on the season unless they have like a crazy like 30-10 and yeah. 6 or something, then they'll give it to that guy over the guy who averaged 31. But for the most part, they, it's for the fans and the, the best scorers. Usually, generally the MVP, right? Yeah. Not really the most valuable player who makes all his teammates better, yeah. makes a championship-worthy team. So that's kind of a tricky thing with voting as well, Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah. So who, if you were voting, mm-hmm. who's your – we'll just do I MVP. Can't p- <laughs> I can't player. be part of voting when I'm on the list. But would you consider yourself the MVP? um well
1: i think i think i would because we won the most yeah um and then obviously you can give it to me or trev yeah um and we want significantly more in the biggest events
0: yeah you did
1: so it's hard to justify that and then you can look okay well is there someone else that's like just they're the reason that their team is winning period and i don't think there's anyone clearly that person um or who have that good of a year phil is is a weird situation because he won three smaller events or two without the vote whatever if we're not going to count florida and he did it with two partners I wasn't in New Orleans, so it's hard for me to vote for that one. Yeah. Who else wasn't in New Orleans? Theo uh, and Cam. He played. So the top two teams weren't there.
0: He played Lottie and Miles. He played the Taylors in the finals. Yeah. Um,
1: so that was Sanders' first final.
0: Andy and Lucena were there, but they. I think and, it was just me and Andy Theo. Was really Sick. So they they took like ninth. Yeah, and, and then
1: me and Theo and. Um, Were you guys in... Yeah, we were were somewhere. I think maybe Ostrava or something. Okay. Something like that. So, I mean, the the event was a little watered down. Yeah. If it's only two. And then you look at the Andy event, it was like, eh, it's kind of a honeymoon thing. Yeah. You know? Didn't have a target on their backs really ever. He's kind of playing with house money the whole year. So just energy and vibe-wise, it's like, eh, it's boring. Give him the MVP for that. um. Partain you voted for Partain. I thought that was interesting because obviously they got one win. But then if 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 Part if Partain's the MVP, then that means he must be with a partner that he's significantly carrying. Like that's basically the statement. Yeah. But then if Lotman's also at the same time the most underrated player on tour. Yeah. The MVP is with the most underrated player and they still only won one event. Then it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, uh, Partain was getting served a lot. He sided out well, but wasn't like ridiculously high on
0: the... I think he hit like 442.
1: I mean, great. There. But how high was he on the hitting percentage of the year list?
0: He was in the top... It was actually funny. Him and Taylor Crab were tied to the hundredth right. of a decimal point. But
1: also, when you're playing that on-two game, your hitting percentage goes way up. Like, I I got my MVPs, I got my Offensive Player of the Year's optioning. You see me, my hitting percentage with Hayden, I think I was second behind. I think Phil had, but narrowly got me. Like, when you're optioning like that, you're getting a lot more. Your hitting percentage
0: goes way up. That's interesting because I was looking at it. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it from a, like, I thought from where Miles was optioning, um
1: i think his game was impressing people and that's why yeah you know literally i if i jump set one ball in the air <laughs> i hear fans go oh yeah. i was like "I wasn't even cool yeah but like they just want to see a jump set yeah and how many people this year are yelling at me like do a jump set <laughs> skyball or same thing do a skyball <laughs> yeah. you know when i subbed in for the swedes like the fans are like yelling jump set jump yeah. set i was like okay but like it's the same thing as just setting it yeah if i um, so I think it's the entertaining and it catches your eyes. Like, Oh my God, that's so impressive! Yeah. Um. But when we played against Partain, it wasn't like oh we got a problem here. Yeah. It wasn't like blocking against Phil. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought his passing, kind of like setting up Lotman to do what he does, but Lotman's not capable of that. He's not a jumper. He doesn't have the beach hands right. necessarily. Kind of like messed their system up, and yeah, that's why we. Got the best of them the whole season until Phoenix, so I don't know. I don't know if I'd give it to him.
0: Yeah. So your pick? Because my I narrowed it down to you, Miles and Trev. Yeah. For MVP, and then it's
1: just between me and Trev, and I'll I'll let everyone else vote on that one.
0: Got it. <laughs> and then for de- defensive, I thought it was like pretty clearly between that's tricky Miles and Bug. His bug's Taylor yeah. Crab. Cameron
1: was pretty high up there on the list. Uh, Diggs what? Right? I think he was. I want to say. Could be so wrong.
0: I looked at it. I can't look at it in at, at terms of volume, because came because they did so well. Yeah, he, he's just gonna have play more. Matches it's more and digs sets. per set. It's digs per set, Wh-
1: which I would look at.
0: And Miles and Taylor Crab were always the highest. Yeah,
1: I, I I'd agree. Those two. It's hard for me to not give it to Taylor. Like when I just look at pure defender. Yeah. And I'm ripping a ball at someone like Miles isn't someone I'm like. Dude, he might like just put his arm out and just scoop me, or like off the belly, or like (laughs) something weird, and just make it look super easy. Like that's Taylor Crab. Like he does stuff like that. Yeah. And um, chasing balls down. Like he's also playing against a rookie blocker. Obviously, it's one of the most athletic volleyball players to ever play. But yeah. But his block was all over the place to start the season, Sander. So. I just I, I just give it to Taylor because I think yeah. he's the best defender we have.
0: Yeah, it was that gave me a lot of problems with picking between Miles and Bug, mm-hmm. and I ended up just did a Digs per set. It was like whoever just had the Taylor's most.
1: Taylor's a better defender right now, but it's also Partain like got better throughout the year. Yeah, so it's like easy to like look at him at the end of the year and be like, oh my god, he won an event, and then he beat Try and Trev in Phoenix and looked like an unstoppable machine. Yeah, which like you know. He, he looked really good in Phoenix, and I think he is getting better. And he went international. So he just got progressively better throughout yeah. the year. Um, but pure defender, I just don't think it's there yet to yeah. like really give him that. Like, yeah. Throughout the whole season, were you the best defender yeah. in America? Not yet.
0: Yeah. And I, had, uh, and I had trouble with the women for best defender because I feel like the U.S. has like seven of the top 20 defenders in the world. Seriously. Sponsor? You got Sarah Hughes, Kristen Nuss, Zana, Betsy, mm-hmm. uh, Stockman. is pretty dang good. Zana averaged more than seven digs per set. What? The highest for the guys in a single tournament was Miles Partain at four point five.
1: And do you? That's for the year. <laughs> do we? When we're talking about, let's say there's a defender who digs ten balls per set. Yeah. But we know can't set out very yeah. well. Is that still the best defender on tour?
0: Yeah, so that's what... I ended up giving it to Sponsel instead of Zana because Sponsel was way more terminal, Mm. both inside out and transition. Yeah. Um, But just the sheer volume of digs was... Because you look at game...
1: Like, when we say defender, we're talking about the player. Right. As, like, the defender. It's a holistic
0: thing. It's not just who's going to dig balls. Digging. Yeah. It's
1: kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, because that... Because I, I had a tough time. I was like, well, because at first I was like, Sarah Hughes was amazing. Well, he's you put, let, let, put <laughs> Phil in his
1: prime on defense, yeah. and he's not digging as many balls, but who's the best defender that's on the 90% like, side out, right? <laughs> it's this guy. Yeah. He doesn't have to dig it. Yeah. He's, he's the best out of the defenders.
0: Yeah. And that's why Evan Corey, he always makes a comparison between like him and Eric Baranek,
1: uh-huh.
0: where he's like, Baranek's going to make five, six, seven more digs, but per set than away. I am per match, but I'll put him away at a like a twenty percent higher clip <laughs> in transitions. He's like, I don't have to get that many dicks. <laughs> That's the yeah. way he looks at yeah, it. Yeah, totally. So I picked sponsor for my. I didn't vote because it said player. not to vote. <sighs> okay,
1: but but it also made us vote. So I put N A N A. It was so weird. It said don't. It said only vote for your gender, and then it made you go through the girls to be able to submit the yeah. thing. So I know a bunch of guys voted. Yeah. But I was just like, and 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 because yeah. I haven't watched enough either. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I should be voting. You. Yeah. You watched.
0: Yeah, I watched enough. Okay. Um. So we'll leave you out of the women's yeah. for now. So for the men, we got your defensive player was Bug. MVP was you or Trev. Leave yeah. it up to the crowd. Um. We'll just do offensive player and leave it. Because t- rookie of the year was Sander. It's not even a discussion. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I guess I I'll give him serves too. But I I want to see the ace to error ratio because yeah. he probably led the league in errors as well. Yeah. Um, also blocking, which I easily give to Theo, but it also pisses me off cause I'm split blocking. At least get, show the stats. I did. I wish we could see the stats of blocks per attempt. I bet you, I'd what I, did, I don't know if that's true, but what I bet I did you for you
0: guys, cause it was funny cause a lot of listeners, uh, not listeners, readers gave me crap for not having Logan Weber in there, but I had you. In my best blockers.
1: Well, did you watch Florida?
0: And <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, to, just in case you uh, <laughs> forgot.
0: Um, because I looked at you and I was like, you had one of the highest blocks per set and you only played half a set right. as a blocker. Mm. And so I basically doubled your number. Appreciate that. I did it like 1.75 because you do block way more in trans and when it's tight, you're running. Right. Um, True. But Theo... I was kind of an easy pick, yeah, it was whoever however, got my honorable mentions was,
1: yeah, just for fun, yeah, no, I think theo was, was the best blocker and and when you play against him this year, he's the one that you have to change your attacking style the most against, yeah. which is sign of a good blocker, yeah, and then you you can factor that in I guess to Kim's defensive player that you're voting, yeah, you're like, well, you had the best block, the biggest and best block in front of you, yeah. Granted, block is blocking usually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty good. And
1: it's pretty damn good, too. Yeah.
0: And that's what, for Kame, I would put him, like I split defenders in two categories. You have a Zana, like a volume defender, mm. and then you have a came, which is a terminal defender. I think you
1: got to look at the stats and then just step back, forget the stats, and be like, who's the best at it? Like who genuinely, as, especially because the players are voting. You played against this person. Yeah. Which one are you more scared of? Yeah. Which one changes your game? It's like... And then it becomes clear, like yeah, Theo, yeah, blocking Taylor defending,
0: yeah, yeah. Theo is, is uh, I think I've never played against Phil in a real match. I've always wanted to. Very different him a Couple
1: times. He's just a presser. Yeah, like the guy just takes your space away, and he's he's a lineup master, and he just goes over into your space in ways that you're just like, whoa! I didn't think you could be in my space that like that. Yeah. So he changes your whole game.
0: Yeah. But Theo, every time I practice against him, I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When <laughs> Theo's
1: feeling it, because he, he has <laughs> such a quick load, he can, like, basically tap block, and that's, like, his max. Yeah. Whereas I'm, like, ass to the floor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're – God, you and Hayden, man, your defense was a nightmare. Cause, <laughs> was like that? you play so you play so different – than any team I've ever played against. Like most teams, a defender will almost tell you everything they're going to do the second you pass the ball and you look at where they're standing. Uh. But Hayden just sits in the seam Yeah, the whole time. And pops and like, out. When's he, he's, why are you still there? And, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like so neutral because you, you're you so athletic that you can make those big moves. And you get so low that I can't see you.
1: Right, that's what people say.
0: And I use like the blocker for my vision. Yeah. So Hayden's just sitting in the seam. I have no idea where he's going and I can't feel you. So I'm like, oh god. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh he's my god. <laughs> That's the idea.
1: That's the idea.
0: So if you and want to take notes, that was a, a tough defensive thing for me to figure out.
1: <laughs> you talk to my partner, please. You talk to my partner.
0: <laughs> um So Kelly Reeves actually asked another good one. What teams or players impressed you the most this season? Did anyone impress you? This could be Um, uh, World Tour or AVP. You can take it however you want.
1: Julia was like, wow, she just stepped to the top tier this season. I thought that was pretty impressive. Partain was like, everyone... I I don't I'm not a hype guy. I don't buy in the hype. Like, oh, this 16-year-old is doing all this crazy stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, when he does it, I'll believe it. And I I knew he was really good last year. I saw it. But then this year he kind of confirmed it. I was like, okay, this guy's going to be yeah. gonna he's going to be a top guy. He's going to be a problem. Um so I, I mean that I thought that was really impressive. Um Evan Corey, yeah. I mean attacking-wise, yeah. he he is really confident and Um, if he has a good beat on your defense, like, yeah, he can side out all day. Um, he still has more to prove, but I think he's at least proven that, like, he, he's worthy of jumping on the world tour and being a top, a full-time main draw player. And, like, now, I think now is the year to, like, for him to be, like, prove how high he's going to get up this ladder. Not that it needs to happen next year. Yeah. But, um... He's proven that he he's on that path, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, who else is there? Rafu. He never practices or does trains at all and he's just so good. a good beach volleyball player. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: He's like uh he's like chubby Taylor Crab. <laughs> like if Taylor Crab couldn't move as well, but still just knows where to be and yeah. like can put his hands in the right spot and just has an amazing feel for the game. Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love Rafu too dude seriously if if I could if I could get Rafu I really believe this if I could get him full-time training again yeah let's say I could just give him a hundred thousand dollars full-time train get him in peak shape partner with him like I could go we could go do damage I think like, so. I think he's he's that good of a he was great for Puerto Rico he, he could never have a partner yeah nobody ever it was like pulling indoor guys out and like want to learn how to play beach for a minute. Yeah. But he's the only one that knew how to play. So now he's like obviously part-time, but he's still like just such a good volleyball player.
0: His touch on the ball, I mean, he's like Adrian kind of. Yeah,
1: he's kind of like an Adrian-ish.
0: Is like, but Adrian that's, does that's commit Adrian full-time. 15
1: years. Yeah. Well, Adrian, who decided not to commit. Yeah. Or not that Rafu decided not to. He, he couldn't. Right. You know, he had to go get a job. He's got some kids. And and and... Work for his family. Um. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's a fairly similar comparison. I don't think Rafu would play that, like, running around style. Yeah. Like, run away from the block style. Just, but, like,
0: the ball control, yeah. like, the wrist, the hand contact. Mm-hmm. Like, Rafu, I've never seen him miss hit a ball.
1: Yeah. Ever. Right. <laughs> or he'll miss hit it, but he did it on purpose. Right, exactly. He'll hit, like, f- the outer 10% of the ball and just, like, yeah. do some crazy cutty or cuff yeah. serve or something. Just nuts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Who else? Uh, and I think Andy is probably the one that impressed me the most for the guys.
1: Yeah, I think he took a step. No, yeah, that's a good call. He definitely took a step up and, like, proved that he's going to be a top blocker.
0: Yeah. Cause I kind of always...
1: kinda felt like I figured that out the year before. Maybe that's why I didn't mention it. But I agree. Andy's going to be a top. He's one of our top, let's just say, top three guys, I think. Like, yeah. You can just put him in that. Right? Top three?
0: Yeah, I, I'd put them in. The top three blockers anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I meant.
0: And then for the girls, there I mean, there's so many impressive women. Like our yeah, women I, know, are freaking I know. That's good. tough. <laughs> My brain went
1: pretty deep down that list. Gosh.
0: I mean, you look at all the new winners. I mean, it took till Chicago yeah, who are for us winners? to have a repeat winner. Because it was Kristen and Taryn, and then it was Kelly and Betsy in New Orleans, I'm, I'm going to mess up the order of the tournaments, but it took till Chicago to get a repeat winner. I mean, Tina and Julia were new winners, or Tina and Haley were new winners. Gina and Julia were new winners. Um, and then, I mean, you just had Carly Khan and Chan Ketty.
1: Oh, Carly Khan. Carly Khan. I like that one.
0: Yeah, I think I I'm think so Carly. proud.
1: Dude, because my whole life, there was one lady, Leah Hunt, who was on who we grew up with around Outrigger, where where it was like, oh, she used to be on tour. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Other than that, it was all men, always. Really? We've never had any women do well in term. Like, this is crazy because it's a huge sport in Hawaii. Yeah. It's a smaller male sport, yet for some reason, and I think it just comes down to boys being an Outrigger and just yeah. going up there and just playing just and competing, being, being yeah. so competitive. Like, the girls just didn't hang out on the courts with us that much. They came yeah. up, and it was, like, fun for us little boys. Like, oh, nice. The girls are here. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't, like, competing like we were all the yeah. time, you know? Um, so I've always been like, damn, like, when are we going to get a Hawaiian girl out here? And she came up. And, and I always heard, like, how good she was. But I was like, yeah, but come on. Like, she's not going to, like necessarily make it on the beach like she's i think she was
0: maybe outside but also libero at missouri or something she so she came in she was recruited as a libero the right. zoo and then because she's
1: smaller but she's pound for pound one of the best and then they let players. her start
0: hitting and yeah. she left as the all-time kills leader
1: oh really is that yeah. what it was yeah right okay
0: <laughs> so that's badass
1: as hell. <laughs> so i was, but yeah I started hearing her name more and more and then it was like and then I started hearing from other girls, like, no, she's, like, legit. Like, she can block. And she's yeah. <laughs> undersized. And then, yeah, finally broke through this year. And she's still training out of Hawaii. Like, yeah. not a cow. It's, she's the only player, basically. There's one other girl over there. Caitlin Mullaney. Which is why she, it was her partner. Yeah. Um, and so now we have a, uh, I mean, that was a pro series event. So we have an AVP champion as a female, that's yeah. pretty damn cool. Um, and I want to see her commit full-time, yeah. like go for it, which means she might have to move up.
0: Yeah, trying to get her on the podcast soon.
1: Yeah, I'm going back home, so maybe I can get her on the podcast back in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, because she's just like a delightful person. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Her dad actually did has done I, – I knew of her dad, like her dad's name, before I knew of her Yeah, because he de- does all the – I wanna say knee. He's a knee surgeon. Okay. Um, so he's done like all that, big athletes. Okay. Knees or shoulders or something like that over the years. Got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's she's good. She's uh I named my underrated player of the year it's the Carly Kahn Award. Oh yeah, that's that's a <laughs> runaway, <laughs> yeah. I think, for sure. Yeah. Um let's see. Um so we have man. There's so many good questions. Um, this would be. We'll make this one a, a quick hitter for you. So, from Nathan Richie Slager, who do you think will get their first AVP win next year, or if not next year, like who do you think is the next player to get their first? To get their first.
1: Okay, so Partain and Bennett, Shardy won, Lottman won. Uh, who hasn't won? My pick is. Would be Troy. Oh, Troy, yeah. Troy, Troy's kind of like, he can get one at any time. Yeah, because he's, he's made a, a handful of finals now. Has he? Yeah. I think he's made three or four. Yeah, and and like two years ago, three years ago. Well, he made Austin finals this year. Didn't No, but didn't he make... Um, he made New York with Tim Baumgren. Yeah, New York. That was like years ago. Yeah. Like three years like ago. Like 19 maybe? So you got to pick Troy because he's been touching finals for yeah. a few years now.
0: But Troy, Miles Evans...
1: Miles Evans, yeah. is on that list. Yeah, he's on the list. Uh, who are, is is um, Evan Corey and Logan Weber a team next year?
0: Yeah, there. That's a that's a good pick.
1: I mean, that's the kind of team where they just if they get hot and yeah, you know, get on a little streak. Yeah, they'll the you know they they'll win their early round matches here and there, and then if they just get on a hot streak, win three in a row or something. Yeah, win it.
0: I think if uh, I would, if player wise, Bed-Num, I would say Troy. Troy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Player wise, I would say Troy because he's just kind of a veteran and he's been there. Yeah, but that's the thing about finals. Usually, you have to be there a few times before yeah. you can actually win it. Yeah, a lot of players have been like took Trevor eight. Trevor did <laughs> eight. Troy <laughs> probably has like three or four. <coughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know how many it took me. Maybe like three or four. I think. Okay. Mm, yeah maybe my third
0: and the the good thing about Evan and Logan is that they have a lot of experience winning tournaments right they don't have experience winning an AVP but they won so many of those big AVP next goals yeah so they're just kind of used to like okay
1: we're at the end of the tournament this is a final yeah 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 yeah
0: no that's valuable yeah I'd pick Troy but I think Evan and Logan are probably close second team wise and then yeah for the women who hasn't won yeah (laughs) I mean maybe Savvy Sav, let's go. Let's go, Sav. No, uh, Brandy. Brandy's never won one. Oh, AVP. Brandy's never won one. And Mel. Mel's won. She's won a handful with. Oh yeah, uh, yeah with yeah, Pat. That's um, right. But I don't know how much they're going to play. A V P. Right. Um. So I think Zana and Brandy are two of the best players who have yet to win. Mm-hmm. So Zana, Brandy, and Sav, depending on partners, well, maybe she's playing with Tony. See how Tony yeah. recovers.
1: Yeah, Tony's supposed to be lethal when she's healthy.
0: But, like, say Sav gets picked up, or say uh, Zana gets picked up by, like, a Kalinski. Ooh, see. yeah. And that's not an official thing, it's a hypothetical. Right. Um, That could be a win. I'd pick, so I'd pick Brandon. He's got to be pro, at least pro level, by the way. It has to be a pro level, yeah.
1: Should there be asterisks on, like, uh, remember the San Francisco Open?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but then. No, nah, you can't. There's yeah, no asterisks. You can't do asterisks there. Everyone, I will give everyone who played the tour series credit. Not a single person who won a tour series claims claims an AVP win. Right, right, right yeah. No one,
1: mm.
0: which is, and Tim Baumgren was even laughing at it because he won Virginia, and he was like, "It sucks because it's on BVB as an AVP win." Oh, yeah. But it's, he was like, "It's not." Right, right, it's right. It's not right. a win.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that's true. When I look at my BVB, there's like all these legit wins, and then like. Nor a thousand dollars. Right, was like, ah, take that shit off. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, Um, So I'm picking, picking Brandy. I think Brandy's the best player not to have won. Yeah, MVP I for I, for I women. mean, clearly
1: she's and then after was Brandy, in the world championships
0: after Brandy. For, I'm going Zana.
1: Love it. I'm going Savvy.
0: Okay, keeping it in house. Let's go Sav. That'd be a fun podcast. <laughs> after Savvy wins, that'd be a really fun. Yeah, podcast. there we go.
1: Yeah, we'll pop some champagne for that one.
0: Um. This is, actually a, this is actually a really fun one. Chad BS, three stops to keep, three stops to drop from the 2022 AVP season.
1: Ooh, love that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Look, we're taking Manhattan. You, Wait, there more than six choose. events, though. But that's what he's saying. Like, you're, you're dropping three.
1: Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Like, you're
0: you're le- your three least favorite, and you're keeping your three favorite. Okay, gotcha. Manhattan what? You can't pick Manhattan. That's obvious. Okay. I'll keep um
1: Chicago, clearly. Phoenix.
0: Okay.
1: It doesn't have to be an eight teamer. I just think that was a really cool yeah. Not that I think a third of our events for the year should be. Yeah. Well no, they'll they'll still be a full. Yeah. I thought Phoenix was really cool. It was a unique experience for fans and I think they enjoyed it. Um and then it's either Atlanta or Atlanta's dope. It just the weather didn't wasn't good, and then it's sometimes the first year was too hot for the fans to sit in the stands, and then the second year it rained out. But I'm gonna stay Atlanta because the night matches are so dope. Yeah, which we ruined. We had one good match against Taylor and Taylor for like ninth place, Um, and the you can tell there's good fan base. Mm -hmm. Like they love being there. It's just. When the weather cooperates, so I'm gonna keep Atlanta.
0: Okay, and then uh, so those are your three to keep. So I'll do my three to keep, and then we'll do our three to drop. I'm keeping Denver. Um, I liked Denver a lot. Keeping Huntington, I love Huntington. Oh, Huntington's great. I love Huntington. Um, and God, I mean, I don't even know. Does Hermosa is that like the same as Men? Oh,
1: Hermosa, yeah. Can you? I mean, of course we want to be in Hermosa. Yeah,
0: I'm keeping her. Those are my three. <laughs> keeping Hermosa. Um, and obviously Manhattan is a unanimous keep. Yeah. Um, three to drop.
1: And, and I just love Hermosa and Huntington, by the way. Yeah. All those. We just need all
0: of it's them. Southern California, is they're the best. There needs
1: to be just a Cali Cup. We need a big sponsor to come in with $100,000 and create a Cali Cup. And those events are just the Cali Cup. And the, yeah. The winner gets all of it.
0: Winner takeoff. Right.
1: <laughs> love that. <laughs> Three to drop. Three to drop. Um Austin. Not I, I love the fan base in Austin, but the venues just yeah. felt felt weak. Um Central Florida. It just it just felt too amateur of an event.
0: Do you think that uh that had anything to do with the time? It's December.
1: I mean, yeah, a little bit. You mean, like, fan base-wise?
0: Yeah. It's like, say you have that same tournament in May. Okay,
1: let's look at the final. Like, we had... uh, That was a match everyone wanted to see. And there basically wasn't any more room for people. Like, they could have done, like, the old school where they're, like, standing far away and, like, tiptoeing over people, but... Yeah. And it just still felt like a... It felt like that's what the Tour Series should feel like. Yeah.
0: Right? Um, And as a Tour Series player... That it. That's what the tour is. That's what it is. Like right. Is. Okay. So yeah. perfect. Like yeah.
1: that. That would be an awesome series. The qualifying series, <laughs> <laughs> where those are the events, and everyone's yeah, yeah sure, everyone's playing for something really important, like to go be on the top tour. Yeah.
0: To anyway, go to Hermosa.
1: Anyway, we don't need to go back there. <laughs> uh, well, Hermosa was a challenge, a qualifying series, a tour series. Wait. Sorry, Huntington, sorry. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Central Florida's felt a little too amateur. Okay, so Austin, Central Florida. I just Florida. want a good product for fans. Like, I want fans to feel like, whoa, I'm at this pro event, yeah. like this big professional, yeah. legit entertaining event, which our sport doesn't do a good job of in general. Yeah. But having, like, a f- four rows of stands and people just standing around is doesn't help. Um. I mean Fort Lauderdale f- was the same vibe, but if they, it's such a good beach, it's such a like a staple beach and there volleyball fans beach. There. And the fans were there; they were just roasting their feet with no shade <laughs> yeah, and four rows of stands. So, I want to keep Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Austin. What else was there?
0: Um, well, there's a lot of tour series. That might have been all the events you played. Yeah, that is. So um, I have to drop one of them because there was. And okay,
1: I got to drop for Lauderdale then, if, if that's what we're going to do. Okay. Is those small stands, that's basically you, what makes her break. You missed
0: New Orleans. Um, yeah, I would drop
1: that too, because I've missed it like five years in a row.
0: <laughs> and
1: every year, everyone's like, oh, it's terrible. It flooded out every time.
0: Yeah. Granted,
1: everyone loves Coconut Beach for all you know. I really do want to go there. Is it called Coconut Beach? Yeah. I do want to go there. And everyone seems to say that's the coolest place ever, but you guys weather. Yeah. Doesn't cooperate, and that's just the deciding factor. And I think,
0: man, I think if they do New Orleans right, they could crush it.
1: You like, got to bring fans, man. If you, we need stands. I mean, if we're gonna do a big event, we need a stadium. Any tour series event, sure. That's perfect. Soccer bleachers. Soccer bleachers. Yeah. We need. I'd rather have four big events that feel like professional. Sports, entertaining, fans, than seven or eight crappy ones.
0: Yeah, I think I actually, I think that that model it's it's funny. I think that the model that Donald was going for, building up eight good events, is actually the way to go. Yeah, but didn't execute. It's yeah, but I think the idea is sound. Right. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. But I think, uh, cause, man, New Orleans has so much potential. Because, like, I've been there. I've played so many events at Coconut. Uh, and there are fans there. Right. Like, the people love volleyball.
1: Well, should it? Look, you don't, like, need, you don't need sand courts or sand on the ground to run a volleyball event. Like, how many times have we built, sand, like, stadiums? Yeah. Maybe we bring it somewhere else.
0: Well, I think. Or is that the place to well, be? I think Coconut's the place to be. Okay. Um, my vote would be to have every match at we night. We go right on Bourbon Street. Every match that we see <laughs> <laughs> You could. get some serious fans there. You can do it. You uh I would just have every match at night. Like no match starts before five PM. Great. You run like um some kind of tournament during the day. Like a A club tournament, uh sixes, fours, whatever. Like New Orleans loves volleyball. Like mm. people show up, you just say like you get free entry if you play in the tournament, come at night. Mm. They they have this Awesome bar right there, right? And you just run everything at night. Like the night matches were actually crowded, but the day ones, I was like, all right, I can count like one, two, three, six fans. Just run it at night <laughs> as a top event. Yeah, no, we just that's
1: just not like we're we're putting on an entertainment product. Like that's what your tour is supposed to be. That's what Leonard Armando saw it as. Everyone from the. Refs to everyone was more like they used to have Marvin dancing the ref. Like <laughs> everyone out there has the intention of entertaining fans, like that's kind of what it was. Yeah, Geeter, Geeter, I don't care what you do. They used to tell him, I don't care what you do, just you can do anything, nothing's off limits. Entertain the fans, yeah. go crazy, and that's what he did. Yeah, so yeah, that's. We, all, we already know where my head's at. So,
0: so those are your three to drop. Yep. My three to drop. Atlantic City, we're never going back again. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm all right with that. Those are my two worst finishes of my career until this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I, what, well, I got a seventh and a ninth this year, I think. Did I get a ninth in Hermosa? Uh, no, I think you got a seventh. Okay, maybe two sevenths? <sighs> you got a ninth in Atlanta. Oh, that was the ninth. Yeah. Okay, and then I think a seventh in Hermosa. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So before that, I had gotten this two sevenths in Atlantic City. Okay. So that was like the worst city ever. Yeah.
0: So AC, uh, AC's out. AC was funny because all the players were collectively united in their misery. Adversity unites people. Oh God. You know, and we were all united in that. Um, AC's just a bad town. It's funny, this uh, <laughs> this comedian, Sam Morrill, mm-hmm. he described Atlantic City as like, people leaving Vegas is what people look like driving into Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> already I crushed and demoralized. Just, oh, God, I need to get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so AC's out. Um, i drop a PACA. I would leave that as just a grassroots event. It's an awesome event. shouldn't be an AVP. Um, it was a tour
1: series. Yeah, like that?
0: Oh. yeah. It ran at the same time as Hermosa. Um I would drop that. It's cool. The guys who run it do an excellent job, but it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a not. grassroots event. Um, and then I would probably drop Austin as well. Mm. I think that there's something in Texas. It's just the there's venue. A I've talked there, to I've talked
1: to Glazebrook yeah. and he's just like, this is just ten times cheaper to put it here. Yeah. So like, when I get my budget. I look at where I can put it, and I, this is where I can put it in Austin. Yeah.
0: And it makes sense. There's better venues.
1: They, yeah. they, they're they they aware of them, and they <laughs> want to put them there, but uh, they just get charged too much.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So those are our three to drop and three to keep. Um, We're at an hour 10. Wow, really? I know. That was quick. And there's so many freaking questions. Well, we can blast through these ones. Yeah. So here's a quick hitter from Victoria... Uh, checks is it appropriate to go up to a pro after they lost their game and ask for an autograph yes um
1: i don't know if every pro will get it like some pros are just rookies um but at the end of the day we're kind of there for the fans like we're there for you guys so give us a second (laughs) like if someone's steaming and like you think they're gonna throw their bag on the ground and like give them a second for sure um but yeah you can um I don't think anyone's gonna be rude or yeah do anything. definitely give them a second, yeah, um, but I think once they walk off the court and walk uh, outside of the the court area, um it's free game yeah. just be polite yeah,
0: I think just use a little emotional intelligence just yeah like, exactly does he look like he would kill me
1: no, but we are there for the <laughs> for the like, yeah I don't we're not um such big celebrities that that we're like so tired of dealing with autographs, like, yeah. We
0: can it's like we oh can my handle. gosh, my third of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I've third. signed
1: like fifty autographs this year. Oh my god!
0: And and in Too my many. mind, I think a lot of players are actually. Uh, it brings them back to being like, oh wow, like life isn't so bad. Yeah,
1: totally. Because you feel like a jackass if you're yeah. like being mean, and there's like someone that genuinely
0: yeah. just wants your autograph. Yeah. Someone asked after uh, you and Hayden beat us for the second time in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, someone asked me like I was um, switching my flight to try to get out later that night and like i was in the middle of switching and a guy asked and i was like frustrated yeah i was like oh, yeah, this is like kind of a cool thing right yeah so then i just like talked to him for 15 probably minutes
1: probably won't now. ask for my autograph <laughs> for my whole life so i better milk it now <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. so i think it's actually just give it a second wait till they've cooled off and and you'll get your autograph yeah. And
1: picture yeah it's fine
0: um so this is something that I think we can do a better job. This is just sort of a note. So Lizzie's life, moving to the off season and lifestyle. What jobs do P- do beach volleyball players have if they can't support themselves solely with volleyball? And we just asked Carly Scott that last week. Mm-hmm. And so we can just do a better job of asking players that because pretty right. much everyone has their own side hustle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say everyone. That's kind of the crazy thing about our sport is like there's so many different tiers of players within the same group of players mm-hmm. like you put all the american players into one group and april ross is in there yeah but like she makes a very good living yeah and she does not do any side jobs she's never had to since day one um and then you group that in with you know someone who has to bartend at night um i haven't had a job ever a side job i i I, w- I did some coaching, you know, a little coaching here and there, make some money yeah. on the side um, back in the day. But I'm also really cheap, so I like, I, I lived off of just a little bit. Yeah. And I went and made indoor money before I came to the beach, which wasn't that much. But um, I personally, yeah, just was like, I'm, I'm not getting a job. I'm gonna try to do everything I can to not have to yeah. work and focus all my energy on volley- volleyball so that I can get to the point where I don't need a job. And it worked for me. It doesn't work for everyone. But just understand that there's not everyone actually does have other job. Like the top players really genuinely don't even coach or yeah. do anything on the side.
0: Yeah. I think the most common side hustles are everyone coaches, everyone does privates. Yeah, coaching is very easy. Waiting, like. Uh, maybe like a, a late night bartender waiting or Waiting bartending, that's yeah. super common. I know Jess Gaffney, she's a waitress and uh, maybe a bartender. I think Zana bartended for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Delaney coached. Obviously, a lot of people have remote jobs. I think Molly Turner does social media for people. people Gina get to does like social work media. For the
1: family company and kind of like dabble. So yeah. it's like we're gonna, you know, you're gonna work for us, but you're also like we understand that you're trying to focus on volleyball.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people do a little bit of everything. But when we have guests on who are not full time players, I think it will we'll try to ask them right right what yeah. They do. Um common question is what does what's off season looking like this year and for, that's from jojo pogi jojo and uh frank field wants to know how do you schedule uh lifting for the off season like what does off season lifting look like
1: um well it changes every year i kind of learn more and more about myself and what i'm capable of or it's it's more mentally like when i was younger is like two months off surf hang out with friends, do nothing. Yeah. And then it became one month. And then now, like, I didn't really even take much time off. And then obviously I played in that event and then I'm back doing more rehab like stuff. Um, So it's just all gym work right now. Um, There's definitely a break, um, but it's just simple like rehab, gym work, recovery um, until about the new year. And then we'll start ramping it up into, like, jump training, like plyometrics, cardio, um, power power work. You want to build up a good power base um, before season starts. So that'll be mostly in January. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's just so different because our off-seasons are different every year. Like We've had three-month off-seasons, and now we have a one-month, well, kind of.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not
1: even one month off until I have to start playing again.
0: Yeah, and that's dependent. I mean, have you guys, have you and Trev? like, are you going to play the Doha? I, th-
1: I don't know. We were looking at it. Because I was
0: there's thinking about There's no reason it.
1: not to because there's also three weeks off after it. So we could do a little ramp up and then yeah. cool off a little too. Uh, it's just a matter of how the body's feeling. Yeah. If we don't feel like we've um, nursed all our injuries and stuff, yeah. Enough. There's no point in like pushing it when we can like know that we're going into season hundred percent. So we're kind of playing it by ear like yeah. that, but but planning on it until
0: Okay. We decide not to. Gotcha. Cause I was thinking about because like, off season, like a real one is so valuable. Yep. And if you if you shortchange that, like Brouwer took like a week off. He's already back at it. I don't know how they do that. And uh it's so valuable. If you shortchange your off season, like you you might just be playing at like 80 percent right at the beginning of the year by the end of the year who knows (laughs) You're playing it no i agree and we and trevor
1: and i took um the first event off this this season which pushed i think it was two weeks off in between um and rosarito so it pushed our training back three weeks we got three weeks extra rest i think and um I mean, look at our results. We by the end of the year we were playing really well, and yeah. other teams, some other teams weren't, you know, falling off. And, and I thought you I guys mean, played very the, well in Rosarito. Yeah, we did play well for our first event of the year, and we had obviously good draw. I think I, thought you had I tough mean play. tough, tough draw. I I was thinking tough, and I said good. <laughs> good, teams good. I good, <laughs> good teams is what I meant. Good, good teams is what I meant. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, to each his own and and I question it this year. Every year I'm like, okay, what do I need to do differently? Um, but I don't think shortchanging the off season is necessarily a good idea. Like screw it, I'm just gonna go all in and Yeah. But then again I think you do have to push your capacity. Like, how do you know you're not capable of just getting better all year long? Right. If you don't try, you know? So there's there's just a balance there. You gotta test trial and error for yourself.
0: Yeah, I think uh, for Frank's specific question, lifting, lifting's different in the off season for me because it's a lot more um, heavier and slower, mm. and it's more it's a lot of eccentric and isometric lifting, yeah. and just building up just really strong muscles. Mm. And then as the season progresses, you add a lot more supersets in with like you're lifting heavy, but then you're going really light and explosive. Yeah.
1: And I wish I could give more specific. Like, I I feel like almost like an expert because I've done it for so many years. But when I'm in the gym with my trainer, I'm, like, asking, like, dude, why are we doing this right now and why not this and that? And he has an explanation for everything. And I'm just like, God, I don't know anything. Yeah. Which makes me be like, I'm smart for just letting him deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really just don't. Like, these trainers... Some people just understand the body and how it works at a way different level. And I just have one of those people on my team to, yeah. to deal with it. And yeah. I trust them.
0: We have, there's a couple world tour questions. We'll skip those for now. Let's see. So this one's from Lisa Dietrich. Interesting. Interesting question. What type of content is the beach volleyball world missing right now? Um, I almost don't think it's the
1: content that we're missing necessarily. We have like a little bit of everything. It's the quality and I think it's the hype of the sport. Like how many people are just so excited to watch this specific team play? Like how many people have a team? yeah and are like fully bought in to like i'm like the way that i follow the minnesota vikings yeah like people don't really follow a team like that we have some diehard fans i don't want to discredit you guys but there's just not that many of you and um i think that's what we're missing and obviously if we had a better quality content like uh like the drive to survive kind of thing where it kind yeah. of tells a deeper story and lets you know who these athletes are on a deeper level, which honestly, I think we do the best job of that. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> yeah, just high quality content, I think, that really like you watch a documentary or docu-series and you're just like can relate to that athlete Yeah. and um, feel for them or, you know feel something like that's what we need fans to do and i don't think there's much content out there that we're like we're trying on our youtube channel trying different things here and there and we we agree that we could do a better job of it but we're kind of trial and trial and error and yeah we're gonna keep trying new stuff um but yeah avps is like there's no content beyond just the volleyball like live streaming it basically and then leading it up I don't know. I don't really have a specific answer. I think... Better quality. I,
0: I think the biggest content we're missing is good events. Right. Yeah, That I think that's it. We have Manhattan. And that's... And Hermosa. Why is Manhattan a good event? Because people care. I mean, that's... Exactly. People care about Manhattan. There's something on the line. Yeah. Something big. Yeah. You. There's tradition.
1: 15 grand? Like, that's a lot of money to a lot of people, but it's not a life-changing amount of money to anyone yeah and so it doesn't excite people whereas yeah. getting your name immortalized on the pier with hovlin and those people yeah that's a big deal i want to see how those guys perform under pressure playing for that yeah and i think that's the and and avp didn't even create that like that was the city of manhattan beach creating yeah. that value and then just riding that coattail and maybe not even realizing it
0: yeah, and that uh, goes that goes for the world tour as well. I mean you look oh, at for sure. World Championships and look at that big empty Coliseum and you're like, damn, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean even as like I will watch everything. Yeah. And watching like Dubai with no people there. I didn't
1: even watch. Watching the Maldives. I didn't watch our fellow Americans in the semifinals. Yeah. Like granted I'm also like cheering against them. Right.
0: But, but like you, you like Bug. I mean you love Taylor. No, it wasn't you Taylor.
1: Know. It was um In where? Do I World Champs I'm saying.
0: Oh World Champs, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like that's a big deal. The yeah. world championships. Like yeah. I don't care who's playing. Like I should be wanting to watch that. And I and I did want to watch it a little bit. I think I was traveling probably oh, I had COVID. <laughs> and I was traveling. <laughs> yeah. But um Yeah, it was just kinda and the years before I was I was actually the greatest beach volleyball match I've ever watched. The greatest beach volleyball experience I've ever had as a fan was World Championships final in The Hague. The Hague, yes. I was there during the final. I had played in the quarters. I actually watched the match before the bronze medal, which was Evandro and whoever he was playing Pedro. with. Evandro and Pedro against Theo and Nick, and that was insane. Yeah, and they kind of they kind of smashed Nick and Theo. But I was there and like, I, I can't miss this. This mm-hmm. is a big deal. And then the final was just the craziest match ever. And it was a final. And yeah. it was, that was just amazing. Um, but then this year, same thing. Theo's playing for a medal again in the World Championships. Yeah. And I was just like, eh, I don't want to, whatever.
0: Yeah. And you played in, I mean, Hamburg. It's Hamburg you played in World Champs, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And that between
1: was, me, Theo. And, that was amazing. Between me and Theo, we've been in. <laughs> We've been in three of the last four um, medal rounds, yeah. and we got fourth every time.
0: Oh, dagger!
1: And then I didn't play in Vienna, so who knows, who knows what would have happened? <laughs>
0: yeah. But Vienna packed it.
1: Oh, Vienna! Vienna was packed it. I, Amber I packed was, it. actually I watched Vienna from home. Yeah, all skinny. Oh, that's <laughs> and right. Sad. That's all when we started this podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to make quality content when. You're trying to shoot content at events where there's no fans.
1: The thing is, like,
0: I love the the
1: saying. I don't know who said it first, but LeBron always says it. Keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Beach volleyball. Make that an entertaining product. Yeah. That's the focus. All the other stuff can trickle down from there. But make beach volleyball an entertaining thing. That's all the focus should be on. And I don't think anyone's focusing on that. Yeah. They're focusing on how can we make this uh not too risky business right venture and maybe make some money off of it yeah and um if you really look at volleyball itself it's like okay how do we make beach volleyball the guys playing on the court or girls playing on the court very entertaining you have to create the characters it's the players yeah nobody's investing in the players in terms of like building up their celebrity, their superstar, they're putting out who they are and what they're about, and yeah. So that's why the Sandcast is just carrying the sport, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, quality content.
0: We are uh, Sandcast is looking for videographers. Yeah, we are to actually. make quality content. So if you are a videographer, if you know a videographer, hit up me or try. We love volleyball on Instagram. We will pay. We. We do have
1: sponsor money now and we do, we're very open-minded and we want to do something really special. Yeah. Like we've been, we've actually had a lot of little things that we've tried here and there. My vlog was, turned out pretty good. It did do well. We do believe it, it, we can do a better job. Um, but yeah, we're, we're building people. And if you have ideas or anyone want, that really genuinely like wants to do this kind of work, then hit us up.
0: Yeah, we're in. All right, we'll find... We're at an hour 28, 29. Wow. We'll do one more. Okay. Uh, This is kind of a fun one. From Rich Gustafson, who are your dream guests to have on the podcast? (laughs) Dream guests? Like that we've already had? Uh, No, to, to have on. If we could pick anyone in the world. That we haven't had on. That we haven't had, or to have on again, in the volleyball world. Yeah, so if you could pick any, well, I mean anyone.
1: You know, who I really love having on is Geeter.
0: Yes, because he's because he's man. a better he's so host good. than us. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like know. even
1: if we were to stumble, he would just like pick it up and carry it. Yeah, and he just knows the entertainment value of speaking into a microphone. So it's like hard to hard to beat Geeter, and then. I mean, I don't know if we'll ever beat that that whiskey with the crabs with the Nick Lucena oh and the Sandra episode, like because the stories Incredible. we had and the perspectives on the Olympic. Also, yeah. sorry for the audio if you go back and listen because we're handing around lav mics. Yeah, but that was just the perfect storm of great,
0: and that one greatness. <laughs> so we, I got the uh, the Spotify wrapped. And that one was by far as like the most shared. The most this is just on Spotify. Right, the most shared, most listened to. Um, that one had the biggest global audience. <laughs> it was our most watched on YouTube. I think. I mean, that one and that one like fans, man, they cracked me up about that one. Like, if you heard, if it. you haven't
1: heard that one, it's worth going back to. Yeah, to listening to
0: it. We and that's what I was thinking about like if if the season didn't go so late, it would have been so fun to have like. Like a little season ending party, like a Sandcast totally. party here. And just like, we could just filter guests through yeah.
1: as they party. Because
0: it's funny. Like, I was looking up our most downloaded episodes this year, and two of our top three were drinking something with the crowd. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. We were either drinking whiskey or coffee. I don't say that too much because Trevor just clams it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm carrying your podcast. Oh my like, gosh. Dude,
1: you're a it's piece so of funny.
0: Work. We'll have like, a, I get people. Um, they email me all the time, and they're like, we don't get enough, uh, like, Drinking. Taylor Crab and Taylor Sander and Trevor on the podcast. I'm like, guys, Trevor's been on, like, seven times.
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> like, our most frequent We guests. can't
0: have him on anymore. <laughs> like, he he has nothing left to say as it yeah. is. <laughs> and
1: yeah, he doesn't even talk much. We
0: have to pour alcohol down his throat just <laughs> yeah. to make him talk. <laughs> but, man, that was so funny. I think Nick Lucena made that episode as good as it was. There was so many la- layers
1: to it that was that were good, like the Olympic stories. Yeah, and then you have we had four like very separate like people that were in different places. Yeah, Taylor's in Tokyo jail. <laughs> Nick's standing with Jake Gibb in the Olympic Village. Trevor's has his back thrown out in the golf course, and I'm in the middle of the desert with my yeah. daughter, and we're all just like and mapping Sandra, these stories and together. And Sanders just <laughs> yeah, Sander was in the Olympics playing indoor, <laughs> playing a different sport. Oh, uh, that was a good one.
0: Then we had the girls bartending. Yeah, <laughs> can't beat that one. Do so you bring back Geeter? Yeah, I think. Uh, Geeter,
1: but Geeter and another guest, I think too. You know, okay. I've been wanting to have Geeter and Richard
0: Jefferson on. Because be he fun. lives down the street, and that's doable. And he's a, because he loves volleyball. Yeah. That's doable. And Richard, like, he knows how to be in front of a mic. Oh, yeah. Well, now he's an
1: a NBA broadcaster.
0: Yeah. For We're sure. going to make that happen, actually. Um, that's a real dream. That's tangible. Let's do it. Um, We're going to make it happen, people. I think mine would be now that he moved here, I would love to get Alice Hone. Ooh. Um He's not. His English isn't that the great. Best at English. Mm. But I think if we can get. I, I think we can do it. Maybe we bring Alisson, Dan in with. I think tra- so, yeah. he translated
1: for uh, Leandro pretty well.
0: Or, or Arthur, <laughs> yeah, because like me and Alison are actually pretty good friends. Because mm. I trained with him a couple times, and he came here last uh, two years ago. And um, and man, I saw him on the Strand. He comes like running up to me. He's like new father, new father, oh, it's so wow. exciting. I was like, he just gives me this big hug, and I just never s- felt so tiny.
1: Alisson hugs, yeah. When he played with uh, Alvaro, was the best. It just swallows him. Alvaro comes in for a slow hug. The yeah. Brazilians do the slow hugs because they're trying to rest. That's yeah. how they rest, like, give us time. We're hugging. Yeah. And they come in and Alvaro and yeah, Al- Alison just like swallows him. Just come here, my boy. Him up. Come yeah. here, buddy.
0: <laughs> and it's so funny because when I was training with them, Delaney came up and she was cracking up. Because me and Alison, we look a lot like a fair amount of like in that. the face. We have like the, the red beards and we're just like thicker right, dudes. Right, right. But she was like, "You just looked like this teeny tiny Allison." Yeah, I don't know if you're as thick as that guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. the mammoth, <laughs> mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> so Allison would be a dream guest, and I think uh, I feel like this podcast would just be incomplete if we don't have Carrie. Yeah, at that's some true. point we need we to get you, her back on. Yeah, at some point we got to have Carrie on. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. We haven't. Let's do that. Let's yeah. make it happen. So now that she's back, she's in South Bay. So when you get back from Hawaii, she's living here now uh i mean she's training every day so she's somewhere here yeah so we'll uh we'll shoot the text see what happens love that yeah sweet actually when do you come back from hawaii
1: january 10th ish
0: okay she's not gone too long so we'll be separate for a little bit we'll figure it out we'll be okay we always (laughs) do yeah (laughs) Yeah. maybe i can get belly digs on and carly
1: khan out there be fun Get a
0: hawaii cast all right sounds good all right homie thanks for the questions everyone sorry if you asked and we didn't get to them we probably had about two dozen other ones we didn't get to. Yeah, we ran. we an hour and 35 in. So
1: Next time. So
0: we love you guys. We will happily sign your autographs and take pictures after we lose. <laughs> and uh, have a great Christmas. Have the best New Year's. <laughs> Mele Kalikimaka. Shoots.
1: Shoots.